Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Lean and Limber. Stretch your way to a healthier lifestyle. Everybody, Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. And Stephen, we had the pleasure of being out in Los Angeles for the Los Angeles Sevens, the HSBC Sevens World Series stop that used to be in Las Vegas. What did you think? I thought it was a great first outing. Um, so if you want to talk the weekend, the venue is superb. The facility is superb. Players, coaches, uh, fans, great space. No, no issues on that part. I uh, thought the rugby was pretty damn good too. I thought you had a superb final. South Africa coming back. Unreal. In, coming back in overtime. Beat Fiji, who looked rampant up to that point with about two minutes to go the whole weekend. That was good. I thought you saw a much improved display by the U.S., finishing fifth. Uh, lost to South Africa in the quarters, um, somewhat unfortunately. So they, they, they look like they're getting a bit of their mojo back, which is good to see. They finished fifth. They moved back to seventh overall seventh. now. Yeah. After seven legs out of ten. So it's good coming into, you know, we're getting to Olympic time, which is what we want to peak for. So that was a good performance from them. Um, I thought the reported attendances seemed pretty accurate. They, I think they went for about 17,500 on the Saturday, about thirteen on the Sunday. And given the nature, it's the first outing at a new venue, I thought those were pretty healthy attendances. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was good. Um, invitational tournament, some mixed reports on that. People happy to be there. One venue was 40 miles away and there was some small logistical issues. But that sort of stuff can be sorted. Yeah. Provided the product's good. The sevens, which it was. The venue's good, which it is. Um, I, I think now it's got a good future. I think uh, I think it's a place to go to. One issue, of course, yeah. was the in-stadium announcement. Yeah, hor- I mean, horrific. Who, what was his name? Uh, his name was um, Matt McCarthy. Yeah. 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 He had some issues. He had some issues. Yeah, he had some issues. It's he very called- disconcerting, you know, when, when, you, when you get to the stadium, you're not aware this is going on. You go to um, relieve yourself in a, in a public restroom and... Boom! Oh, you hear McCarthy's voice behind you on a regular basis. Very disconcerting, I have to say. Well, it was also there. I wasn't without hiccups, so I had uh, I called uh, Canada Wales a number of times. I uh, called Tim Mickelson, Phil Mickelson. Uh, <laughs> I did try to correct it one time. I, I bellowed that Carlin Isles was scoring in the corner, and it was Martin Iacefo. I apologize profusely, Martin, but our we we were we were far away and. The guy couldn't see the two, the, the spotter with the... the uh, I don't know, a little bit more research, I think. A little bit more research. I, I was thinking in my head as I'm saying it, that is one bigger version of Carlin Isles with the wheels What, what color were Scotland playing in that change? Oh, Scotland were in lizard green. If you were in the stadium, you heard the dedication to the lizard, lizard green. And uh, I just, I got to toot my own horn once, just once. Yes. Um, when David Haff, Hasselhoff was on at the halftime, I brought everybody in the stadium back. We have another half to play. I actually thought you had a good weekend, and Thank you. you've just gone and ruined it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> but, you know, we've got Golden Eagles stuff all over this set that I didn't steal this stuff, okay? David Barry gave me that bag full of stuff on Friday night and said, this is yours for the weekend. He didn't give me the Jamaica Sevens hat. He did not do that, but he gave me all this stuff. Does that stuff. mean you want one? Oh, I love, I would love, oh, those are just, those are just great. They go with everything, those. They just blend with every suit and jacket. And, uh, but thank you, David Barry, for your generosity. And Golden Eagles, do not come down and get in my kitchen because you see this stuff. I didn't steal it. It was given to me, and I think he gave it to me because he knew I had limited lug- luggage space. But uh, thank you, and, and it was just a great tournament, I thought. 
right? Yep, terrific. There's the shirt. Little plug. And there's the hat. There's the hat. We're shills. Just hire us. We're shills, guys. We're, we're great at that. And on behalf of the new Austin Gilgronis spokesperson, Steve Lewis, I'm Matt McCarthy. We'll be right back. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. I'm Sean Fitzpatrick, and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat. We have Mr. Rick Salizzo. And he happens to be, if you don't know this, a big deal. Welcome. Well, I'm big. I'm like quite, you're, you're big, you're, I'm hey, quite listen, large. It's all relative. Like 105 oh, kg. You know, he's a big so, man, but he's yeah. also a big star. So yeah. you have had quite a run doing exactly what I want to do in, in America. You've been doing it for a long time in New Zealand. Um, so next year is actually the 40th year I've been covering rugby. Like, how, how old does that make me? Like, 42. So um, I started rugby, uh, the first tour I covered actually was straight out of journalism school, was the 1981 Springbok tour of New Zealand, um, which was basically just protests and violence. But um, it, was a, it was an incredible experience as a young journalist. Um, but I'm just, I've just moved to America. I'm based in Austin, Austin, Texas. That's, a, that's an interesting move. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, New I, Zealand to Austin, same thing. So basically what happened was I was just going uh, visiting someone and uh, they were playing a, a, what they call the spring game where they basically play against themselves and 70,000 people showed up. And I thought, this is something special. There's yeah. a, the, the tribalism around this sport is something I want to watch and something I want to experience. So I've been there for about a year and uh, just incredible. And, and then, you know, I, I made a conscious decision that I was going to actually just have a break from rugby and... Um, I'm coaching the local high school team, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's, there's a professional. That's a break, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a professional team in Austin, and then yeah. I've got some great friends that are involved up here in uh, in New York and and the, the Rooney team, and, and and catching up with them. That's cool. So I've watched a bunch of the shows. I think it might have been the last show, and where the question was asked, um, "Can you kill yourself by holding your breath?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I was the All Blacks media officer uh, through the '90s. In fact. I was the first media officer the All Blacks had, and, and, and what happened was the manager of the team appointed me at um, probably about 2.30 in the morning, um, called me up in a bar, which is where I tend to gravitate. Do your business. Yeah, and he said to me, he said, look, we're, we're having problems with the media. Do you mind being a media liaison officer? And I said, well, what's that mean? And he said, well, you, you can work it out. Um, at the time, the coach was a guy called Laurie Maines who hated my guts, and um, no one really told him that I was a new media officer. And so when I hopped on the bus the next day, um, he mouthed, what the hell's that yeah. guy doing on the bus? And they said, oh, we need to talk to you, Laurie. And I saw them walk about 100 metres up and all these arms waving around like, why, why him, you know? But um, when I finished that job in, uh, in the, in the mid-90s, um, I'd sort of pretty much annoyed every member of the media in New Zealand. So, so I, all I could do was start my own show. And so we started a show called Sports Cafe, which was myself, um, Zinzan Brook, ex All Black, uh, Mark Ellis. Great ex, character. Yeah, ex-idiot. Um, Mark Ellis is famous because he scored the uh, most tries in a single test match, six tries, which he tells me probably weekly. Um, and it was supposed to be John Kerwin as well, but he was away 
um, when we did our pilot. And so I used Mark Ellis to fill in, and Mark was really good, so I never I never called JK. But back. is he Sir Mark Ellis? Because you got no, Sir John yeah, Kerwin. Sir John Kerwin, that's right. He's been on yeah. the show, yeah. No, has he oh, been on sure. the show? JK? Has he? Yeah, did he bring his like suit of armor oh, and his, yeah. his no, horse? No, no, no. It was, uh, you know, he had a scarf and a suit jacket. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. And the yeah. jeans look, you know, yeah, which yeah. is always good. Yeah, yeah that's still that time in Italy. John Kerwin speaks in the third person. No, false. John Kerwin never speaks in the third person. So JK and I went to school together. Okay. Um, and uh, and we left the same year. Um, did you play against Terry Wright? Uh, we did, actually. He's been on the show. No. So we yeah. played uh, – so we went to a school called De La Salle College. Yeah. And we played Northcote College, which was Terry Wright, and uh, beat them 6-4, and Terry scored the try. Interesting. Because yeah. Terry, Terry gave me a line that was supposed to be breaking Kerwin's chops about – Ponsonby boys or something like that, and I had no idea. I butchered the line completely. I had no idea. So what we I was all talking we about. we all played for Marist. So so right. t- Terry and, and and JK were the wingers at Marist, and and I was also in, at Marist. But there was like uh, Zinzan Brook and Pat Lamb ahead of me, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't get much yeah, yeah. game time. But yeah, it's a little bit competitive down there, isn't it? For, yeah, yeah, for like playing uh, rugby in, in New Zealand. Seriously, in the eighties to eighties and nineties, to to make your club side in, in, in Auckland sometimes it was harder to make an international team. So, you know, at Marist, we had, I don't know, seven or eight All Blacks. You know, university had the same. They had Fitzpatrick yeah. and those guys. Yeah. So, so you know, and that competitiveness, and, and I think that's been one of the strengths of New Zealand rugby is it doesn't matter what grade you're in, it's competitive to actually even get on the field. Yeah. So you can't take anything for granted. I'm seeing some of the, the uh, age grade matches, age grade matches, and what we'd have in the equivalent of high school, yeah. and it's it just it's insane. All the cameras, like five camera coverage. Yeah. All the players known and everything else. Do you, do you think that's a positive for the game? Or can, yeah, it's can, an interesting can kids relax? It's a really interesting question. So, like, my son played in the first 15 the year before the cameras came in, and I'm quite relaxed. I'm quite pleased that happened. There's a lot of pressure on these young kids. Yeah. But it is, at the same time, it, it just really helped promote rugby. I mean, it's not uncommon for 5,000 people to show up to a game of school kid rugby. It's a bit like high school uh, football in Texas. Yeah. Our equivalent. Um, but I would say, so I coached the Westlake High School team in, in Texas, which is a great football school, but um, it's really interesting getting the chance to coach sort of 16, 17, 18-year-old American rugby players, amazing athletes. And the thing I find about them, a lot of these guys have played football growing up, is they're able to pick up quite complicated concepts very quickly. So something that might take six weeks to introduce to a New Zealand school team might take uh, one practice. Uh, for an American school team. So I can see, uh, I, and I'm really enjoying coaching these kids at Westlake, and, and the, the thing I love about it is um, um, they're so keen to learn. Yeah, I think the thing that uh, I've found is that if you can really concentrate on their skill base at that age, it makes a huge difference as they, as they get older. So if you can teach them how to pass the ball, how to kick the ball, how to tackle technically well. So in New Zealand, we put a lot of effort into our skills. Like from, well, sort you of, could tell. I mean, one through fifteen, everybody's yeah. able got got a certain skill. That's set. not an accident. Yeah. So that happens at at you know six, seven, eight, nine yeah. years old, and and so you know we'll start a practice with just practicing passing for ten minutes, twenty minutes, and before we get into the into the drill of yeah, of I, I don't pass, and uh, you don't have to no, worry we, about we're it. We're Americans, yeah. we don't pass. Oh so, yeah, because yeah. you like the contact, yeah, and we don't kick either. That's yeah. the other thing. So you playing yeah. against uh, like somebody like yeah. me, like an American growing up, yeah, yeah. And taking the game on later on, yeah, you know, you could just smash into me. Because you know, I'm not gonna... know what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got the ball. Exactly. He's going to run as far as yeah. he can, and yeah. I'm going to smash him because I don't have to worry about him offloading. I don't have to right. worry about a dummy or a kick. Might fake it a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. but I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not confident enough to get rid of the ball in yeah, an yeah. accurate way, right? Yeah. So, 
people people mistake that sometimes for greed. Yeah. It's like I don't want to I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Right? That's also part of it. Yeah. If I'm kicking on the run, I don't know if I'm going to make contact. Right. That's yeah. how that's that's yeah. what's going through my head carrying the balls. I'm like just. Just get back to just the get there. back to the pack. Do my job. Get yeah. over the advantage line and yeah. someone else. Yeah, get some stitches. Yeah, yeah, do whatever yeah. you can. Right. Yeah. So I just got back from Los Angeles. Los Angeles Sevens HSBC yep. Seven Series. Yep. I got to ask you this question: Are the Sevens guys all blacks? So, yeah, that's a good. Oh, that's. A, I, I asked that's Michael Jones. I had Michael Jones standing next to Sir DJ Michael Forbes. Jones. Sir Michael oh, Jones. Sir, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sir Michael, because he's yeah. been on the show too. I yeah. love him. He's actually yeah. picked me up and thrown me over a fence. Right. Uh, with uh, we, and we he's call allegedly ice. hurt. We call you know? him ice. Yeah, yeah. He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always an ice. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but hold yeah. on. So I have him standing. What next was his to answer? So DJ Forbes is a new. It's a, it's in Vegas. It's yeah. a sevens tournament. DJ's got stitches and you know he's head, head's yeah. taped and I got him standing. I go and he wasn't even playing. And they had just announced. No, yeah, oh, I was. Yeah, he just he just, he just, just wanted. He just showed up like that. Yeah, no, yeah. he was playing this and um, he I. They had just announced that they were going to start calling them right, the All right, Black Sevens, right, right, and I look right. at Michael, who's the nicest guy on yeah, the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I said, "Michael, you gonna you gonna look at him and tell him he's not an All Black?" What did I say? Because he's the nicest man in the world. And so he puts Michael, his arm around yeah, DJ, yeah. and he's like, "Well, you know, he knows, you know, you yeah. know." He's like cringing because he could, he wouldn't say that he's an All Black, and DJ's kind of awkward, and they were both smiling, but it was the awkward question to ask. Right, it's a funny one because sevens is just you know taken off. It's just incredible, and the guys that play in the New Zealand sevens team are, are amazing athletes and and represent New Zealand incredibly well. Um, and I can understand why they call them the sevens All Blacks, and and, and, and that's great. And but they're their own entity, you know. They don't need to be anyone right. else's entity, right? Because what they do is incredible. On it, and whereas the the All Black rugby team is something that's built up over you know I don't know 150 years or whatever it is. Of um, tradition, so that's a different thing. Um, but there, it's fair to say there's a massive amount of mutual respect between the two teams. You know, and then we have the Maori All Blacks as well. So who could beat um, most nations? Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I think we're, um, you know, I think we all understand that there is one team in New Zealand that is above all others. You know, um, you know, we mentioned, of course, the Black Ferns. You know, um, which we're all really proud of. But there is one team. That we've all grown up with, and, and that's the New Zealand All Black Rugby team. I was going to say the uh, women's netball team. That, yeah, they're good. That they Graham won the World Henry's Cup. wife is on the board of directors. They won right? the World Cup. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no one yeah. else could win right, a World right, Cup, but they won right. the World Cup. So right, right, right. They're our favorite team yeah, at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I asked. I asked Sir Graham. You know, you finally won. You get asked more about the Rugby World Cup or about your wife introducing yeah. play, the netball team to them because yeah, well, he said the netball team. And Raywin was always the uh, unofficial sort of fourth selector for the All Blacks as well. So it was you know worked right, really well. Right, right, right. And she actually said, "You're going on his show." Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. goes, all right, I'm on your show. Yeah, I would not say uh, Final question for you. Should Eddie Jones have played the same lineup that he played against Australia, against South Africa? Yeah. It's you know, a, instead of the Ford Farrell thing. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a good question, actually. These are good questions. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. See? So I think the World Cup, so I watched the World Cup when I was in Austin. You know, I watched it on TV here and, and on NBC and stuff. And, and Which uh, is a miracle. Yeah. We can do that now yeah, in America. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Um, and... Uh, and, you know, we, I was excited after we beat Ireland, you know, and we, and we, we played really well. And then we, you know, we got sort of tooled a bit um, when we played England. Um, and, uh, but South Africa was always the team, you know. South Africa was just the team that was, you know, it, it was their time, you know. And, and uh, you know, what, um, what they did in the final, they were never going to 
lose to England, no matter yeah. what Eddie Jones yeah. did. It was just their time. Like yeah. I worked for the All Blacks in the '95 World Cup. You know when we um, when Drank we lost. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. actually. Yeah, Sean. Sean was talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. But um, but it just felt like their time then, and it felt like their time now. And 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 I, I must admit, when England played South Africa, I was a big South African fan. I was like, oh, of course, ABE, anybody but England, like right? to yeah. win that game. <laughs> but we I, we could talk for hours. But that the next show is coming in right is now. It? Yeah, so we have to go. I want to thank you, sir, for coming on. It's been my pleasure. Fun. Really enjoyed it. All right, and we got you. If you're sticking around, we got to get you on again sometime. Absolutely. You know. All right. On that note, we are out of time. Matt McCarthy talking rugby here in Midtown Manhattan for Rugby Wrap-Up. And Mr. Rick Salizzo signing off.